Hello everyone, welcome to Heart's Happiness Podcast. The place where I, Manpreet, share my journey of healing intergenerational family trauma to help you to understand your story. I share a bunch of tools and tips that will transform your mental health and allow you to find your own heart's happiness. So exciting, right? Each episode will cover one of three areas. One, raising awareness of what this trauma actually is and how it hides in our lives. Two, tools, tips, support, lots of different things that I've used to get better and heal from this trauma. And three, I'll be connecting you with so many specialists and therapists and coaches as guests on my show. So we are going to transform your mental health and empower you to take your healing by the hands and move forward. Hello, my loves. Welcome back for another episode of Hearts Happiness. We are drilling down into the inner child today. I have a special guest. I know they're all special, as I always say, but this is somebody that works in the same field as me. So she is also a coach that helps people with trauma, particular parents and those people that have been through sexual trauma. So I'm going to introduce you to her in a moment. She shares her journey of how she was on her own healing journey, how that transitioned into her work now and how she's helping people and how she discovered her purpose through her own healing journey. As you know, I love to share these kind of stories with you. They're just great conversations. We end up just chatting normally about our own healing journeys and um, just inspire to give you tools and tips to help you on your journey. So I'm excited to introduce her in a moment. And for those of you that are listening and that are on your journey to be a coach, mental healer yourself, so you've got this calling within you to serve and help people, you are already doing it, or maybe it's something that you think about, but the feeling of fear around money and safety is what holds you back. This is a trauma wound that is trying to pull you back into safety. Your nervous system isn't happy about you thinking about changing your career or changing, have already changed it. Um, I'm doing a workshop for this particular thing to help people on their journey of service and entrepreneurship and helping others. It's called Evolve and it's about like moving past those money blocks and those limiting beliefs and feeling safe in order to do what you came into the world to do. So it's on Thursday the 7th of September. It is at 12pm UK time. Tickets at the moment are £44 but they go up next on the 1st of September so you want to get in quickly and I'm really excited about sharing with you all like why this happens to us and why it doesn't feel safe and how we can shift it. And actually you can shift it pretty quickly. So I'm hoping that you'll come and you'll make some cash from the event. So I'm excited to see you there. And I'm going to pass you now over to Amon. Hi Amon, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to have you here. Did you want to share who you are and what it is that you do? Hi, so my name's Amon. Thank you very much for having me here. Um, it's a pleasure. So I am a parenting coach but I work with parents to help them connect with their inner child and help them understand them themselves so that they're not projecting their stuff onto their children and they're accepting their children for who they are, but also holding their the children's hands along their journey as opposed to drawing the path for their children. Mm. Um, I also support women, anyone actually who's been through um, any sexual abuse in their childhood because um, as a parent, more importantly, I think when you have a child and your child gets to an age where they're in relationship, that's going to trigger you if you've had a set experience as a child. And instead of being able to guide your child the right way, you're going to be triggered and you're going to put your child into a negative experience of what they're going through. Yes. So I find that once you're healed, you're able to then guide your child completely differently yes. through the experience yeah well parents especially mum is like the emotional hub isn't it of the yeah. of the home so whatever's going on with you they can feel anyway even from the minute that they're growing inside of your stomach so it is yeah. literally everything and when I have clients who are like I, I don't specialize in parenting I am not a parent but um but when I have clients talking about like, oh, my kid's not doing this or not doing that or they're that, I always say come back to you because yeah. if you're regulated and you're balanced and you're looking at what their behavior is bringing out in you and you're healing that and you're working with that, then that really sometimes has a very weird way of affecting them anyway. Yeah. 
So it's so important. I love what you do. Thank you so much for coming on. And I love chatting to entrepreneurs because we all have this journey of how we found our work. So which is why I love bringing people on. And um, just for people, especially listening that are early on in the journey, it's always really, really helpful. So how did you find this work? Like, or it normally finds us, but how did it all happen? So it was five years ago when I separated from my ex-husband. Um, I found a therapist who asked me why I allow my ex-husband to treat me the, the way he did. Um, and, you know, her first question to me was, tell me about your childhood. And then there came the outflow of this inner child in me who I didn't even know existed, Aww. who just vomited and cried, like verbally vomited, not physically. But, you know, she was, she like, was funny scene. Yeah, it literally was like, oh, my God, this woman sees me. I have to tell her my story now because I don't know if I'll ever get the opportunity to do this again. Oh, wow. And then I got referred to a specialist who had done um, work with trauma in childhood. And we worked through that for two years. Um, And then I went to university three years ago and graduated in childhood and youth studies with the intention to help children. But I realized I can help the child, but I need to help the parent because if I'm not helping the parents and I'm helping the child, it's, it's not balanced. Yeah. Um, so the parents need to heal themselves, understand themselves, get connected with their own inner child. Yes. To then be able to connect with their child. And that changes the whole dynamic in the family. Yeah. Um, so my own journey and understanding of healing myself brought me here. So very similar to me. Like as in, I mean, we haven't got the same story, but yeah, I mean, that's so much what happened to me as well, which is when you're like, you know, when I was having all my trauma therapy and you're like, oh my God, I've got complex PTSD. I didn't even know that was a thing. I just thought I was crazy compared to everybody else. And actually it was a total thing. And when I started doing all of the work on myself and I was able to start to feel better and feel less crazy and feel more regulated and less afraid I just felt like I really wanted to share it with the world Um, and that's part of the reason why I started this podcast a few years ago because I was a bit like why don't people talk about this that actually um, we'll go into the difference of our stories but like I was never hit or anything in my childhood um there was no violence in that way it was threatened there was a lot of emotional abuse like a lot of emotional control um and alcohol and that made me feel so terrified that is something that still affects me to this day even though I've done so much work on myself I still have yeah. to be able to go be with that inner child and actually I had a massive breakthrough last week with myself and my own healing and on my own journey to become a mum and I was connecting to like my protective part I was like why why are you not being healthy like what's going on with you and it was my inner child and it really broke my heart I've got to share what she said she was like well when your babies come, you already ignore me and you put all of everybody else's in for me because obviously I'm, you know, I help other people like my clients and things. She was like, you put all of their needs and what their pain ahead of mine. So, you know, it's only going to get worse when they come. And it was just, whoa, oh my God. So yeah, it's, and that's the kind of things that are living between, living within us that are blocking us in some way of even, creating the life we want for ourselves so it's it's super powerful powerful yeah work. so when yeah. you were like having your therapy and were you uh, did you know that you'd been through trauma no so I I'd completely dissociated dissociated from my childhood you know I'd grown up forgetting everything I'd been through um so Very when normal. The therapy, yeah so when the therapy started it was um I had to go through my life between the ages of 0 to 18. Mm, and there were things that were coming up. And I was like, oh, my God, I completely forgot this. Oh, I didn't know I'd been through this. And, you know, going through it with a therapist, it was. And, you know, she said, get pictures of yourself when you were younger. I don't have many pictures of myself when I was younger. Um, so then I was having to ask my mom and going through these pictures. And I was like, I remember this. And I know this happened. It, it it just came back so much of it came back and then I remember not sleeping at night because then that part of me was awake in fear going someone's gonna attack you someone's gonna come and you know yeah yeah it woke a lot inside me yeah I mean that first year of therapy was like 
honestly even now if I think about it it just makes me want to throw up it's really he got me to do like a drawing like to connect with my inner child we called it the trauma ring and um, oh my god even if I think about that it just makes me go just (laughs) it's really really hard when you realize when you're coming out of that darkness and that's what we call that dark night of the soul right yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah but I mean we were talking about this before I hit record that it's really hard but how hard is it to stay in the effect of that trauma? So like, how would you say your childhood experiences, you realize that you've been, I mean, I would say what you've been through is full on PTSD type thing. Yeah. As opposed to complex. And how do you feel that that was manifesting in your life before you went on the journey? Like relationships, relationship with yourself, uh, your reality? Yeah. So I think maybe to talk about what I went through might help people understand. Yeah, sure. Um, So I grew up in Africa in a joint family. Um, So there's six adults, six kids in one house. Um, So there was violence every single day, physical, verbal violence every single day. There was no emotional connection, no emotional, emotional neglect was very present. Um, There was sexual abuse present. There was alcohol present. Um, So all the big T traumas you can possibly think of. Yes. I have had it. <laughs> yeah. For like a really long time. Yeah. Not so just like me. one, it's not like the on off yeah. for 18 years or whatever. Well, 13 years where I was in that one household where it was happening every single day. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But it, so I think growing up completely dissociated, you know, I became the girl who always smiled, the girl who always laughed, the girl who didn't feel. I'd forgotten how to feel. It was like, if you smile, it's absolutely fine. No one's going to know. But I also didn't know I was doing this. Mm. Um, It just become, I obviously picked it up at a certain age where it was like, if you smile through it and you laugh through it, everything is fine. Mm. Don't tell anyone what you're feeling. Don't tell anyone what you're thinking. You've just got to operate and just get through the day. And, you know, you live on this hamster wheel where you're just doing the same thing daily, emotionally, but it's a disconnect yeah really it's not an emotional thing either yeah um and then when I grew up so I moved to London when I was 13 and I moved in with my my nan my nanny and my nanny was very loving is very loving she's still alive and you know she I call her my mother um so she was very nurturing very loving and initially this was very weird because this person wants to hug you and it's safe to be hugged and this person wants to sit there with you and watch TV and stroke your head while you're watching TV. And it's Aww. like, what the hell is this? But it was so nice. But again, I didn't understand how important that was for my inner child. Right? Yeah. I just accepted it. And then becoming an adult, I was, again, the girl who smiled through everything. I went relationship to relationship where each partner would have the tendency of having affairs. Affairs was a very big thing growing up where the men in the family would go out and have affairs so every partner I've ever had has you know had affairs and stuff so it was okay I'll stick through it I'm unhappy but that doesn't matter and I'll change myself to make myself who this person wants me to be because if I am who they want me to be I'll be good enough Mm. like there was no me Yeah. yeah there was no me it was you what do you want what shall I do for you who do you need to be yeah who do I need to be to be loved yeah yeah exactly so there was no self in this um and I was always giving and my mom is giving and I hate that my mom's giving but she is a giving person yeah and I became this giving person as well where it was you know let's just show up for the world yeah be who I am for them yeah, yeah 100% mom and yeah. dad still together no so my mom left my dad on my 18th birthday oh, well, done her. <laughs> yeah. no, well done her because it's out well if you were having this experience living in that home I can't imagine it was easy for her either yeah yeah so she left him when I was 18 and you know my brother and I supported her through it because mm. we knew we'd seen everything we'd experienced everything my brother's two years older than me so he must have seen more than I saw Mm. um so yeah she left him when she was I was 18 and it's 
but I, again I didn't start my healing journey until five years ago yeah well you don't realize, realize. What you've been through right and well how about yeah. the family were they supportive about her leaving her marriage or um her my dad said no they wanted her to still stay within the marriage and you know carry on as normal and it was okay if she stayed and let her children stay with her mum, but she had to stay with him. But he was also physical, he was physically violent, so it wasn't safe for her. Um, but also where he was going out and having other affairs, what's the point of having her? It was just to save the name, basically. Yeah. Um, my mom's side, it was very supportive. They, we've, they've had a few divorces in the family, so they understood you know, it must be come to a stage where she has to leave and her children are supporting her. And yeah. I think that's all that mattered. We'd said to, you know, my brother was 20, I was 18 and it was, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Was that was a big reason why mum left because we were actually really going to her. It's okay, you can do that because I think she felt bad. Like, you know, we, we are under the impression that it's better for us to stay in our marriages because yeah. that's better for our kids. But actually um what what's in that environment is not good for for us to be raised in at all and yeah. you know your I mean your story just sounds absolutely awful I'm so sorry that happened to you it's just you, got, you know you have to write a book because that's just that's really intense. <laughs> I have been told that yeah but I'm grateful for it because I can now help people because I understand yes yeah it's yeah. like to have been there yeah totally I look at it as a blessing as weirdly as that can sound no, no, of course. And for, for everyone listening, so there's like this, this. I've, I don't know if you ever hear this with your work, but loads of people say to me, oh, but I've never experienced trauma. So I don't know why I'm behaving like this. And I, it's almost like I have to be a detective to help them figure out where the, where the trauma happened because there's such a spectrum. Like, you know, you went through such adverse childhood experiences for so, so long, which is massively traumatic. And then, um, but kind of the way that your trauma was playing out was very similar to me and where I had not had um you know I'd had an incident of sexual trauma but very small in comparison and then also I had had no violence but addiction and um a lot of control and emotional abuse and all this kind of stuff but it made made me the same like I was always like that good girl I just wanted to please my dad I would fold myself up in any way to get him to give like just an ounce of love like you know I longed for it so much and um you know that really came into my relationships with men as I got older where yeah. I would be needless and wantless in relationships and it would be all about them and what what they needed to love me and then they would like give the crumb of love sometimes and take it away and I'd be still yeah. like a little dog waiting for it it was so sad to see that go into like my older years and I see that with my brother as well like he he struggles the same but with women um in a very similar kind of trend and you know for you even to share like it's it's interesting how the you know that it is that that pain within our body what we've mm. experienced is what plays out in our lives so like where you'd been through yeah. seen affairs then that's what you you saw out in your life yeah. and I hadn't seen my dad was incredibly faithful to my mom I'm sure she would probably would have liked him to have an affair but like yeah. uh, <laughs> basically um but but then what was happening outside of me was the emotional unavailability in men and yeah. not chosen and also it being very much about their needs I was always with a man that had so much trauma of his own from childhood and he was struggling with his own things and he was an addict an addict and I just wanted to save them I wanted to save them so yeah. badly and I didn't re realize it was all unconscious but you're actually repeating that pattern from childhood yeah. so it can be extreme it could be um a few years of your life it could be big it could be smaller it, it really doesn't matter because I, I I see this in humans everywhere where we're playing yeah. some kind of dynamic that we saw unconsciously as as children and it's almost like the body's way the inner child's way of like trying to work it out yeah yeah and she keeps you know your inner child will keep attracting it until you give it that attention yeah and say okay what what like you know you said you've seen people who don't Say we've not been through trauma I've had the same conversations they're like oh, but it's perfect and it was like okay so then this thing annoys you 
about your child why does it annoy you what's it trying to tell you about yourself and then we sit with it and it's like oh god this happened and it was like you know it doesn't have to be a big trauma I always say this to people it can be the smallest thing as you know you're a baby and you're crying and you want milk and your mom has left you for half an hour 45 minutes just crying without giving you attention that's the trauma Mm. it doesn't have to be a big thing and you know that that is neglecting you or it's not really neglecting you they've got to do what they've got to do but to you in your head yeah as an inner child from that level of consciousness you don't have that that awareness do you so that's why when you go back into the memory as an adult you see it from a very different perspective yeah like I had to do a lot of work with my mom you know I took two years off a break from my mom just because I was like you were never there for me and then as I sat with it it was oh God, you did the best you could. Like, these are your circumstances and this was your situation. And, you know, it's just this year I've come back to having a relationship with my mom again because my inner child was so mad at her. Yeah. (laughs) As I looked at it, yeah. As I looked at it, I was like, well, actually, it's not your fault. Like, you couldn't have done any more than you did. Yeah. And it was allowing my inner child to see because she didn't get it. Yeah. And that's why I love like talking about generational trauma because you know our parents mum and dad grandparents all of them all of the bad people in our story the bad ones they've all had trauma passed to them too yeah they're maybe their sexual abuse so you know they've they've been abused in that way or you know my dad was what he did to me and the way he was to me his dad did to him about a thousand times worse so he did try to make it better but he didn't fully succeed and so that's that's that generational trauma aspect where we have on this planet I see as like this dark darkness that is getting passed on between us all and I don't care what background you're from if you're the same as me if you're not if you're from you know like my husband he, he has significantly less generational trauma than me because he's white yeah. and he's a man it's very yeah. different for him but like um he still has it he has it but in a in a different kind of way and and sl- less he's like one of the healthiest people I know he's kind of annoying but you know he still has it so that's my point but like you know and that's the thing like when we're thinking about the people that were awful in these in our, our story when we look at our generational trauma which is why with my clients I'll always get them to have I think about mum and dad and how those programs yeah. got to them because no child comes on this planet going oh you know what I'm going to hurt people yeah they're taught yeah. how to hurt people aren't they but by, yeah. by the parents by men and the only way that we can break that pattern is through that consciousness. And like you said, conscious parenting by understanding what's happened to you. So you do not pass it through to them. And yeah. whether that be, you know, whatever age that is, I don't believe it's too late ever to give give your child that consciousness. But that's yeah. that's that's essentially what we're talking about. So, you know, mum, she's married in a completely different time. Yeah. Completely different time, completely different you know, women when they were married, and that's and they had kids, and they had to work potentially, and that was it. Nobody yeah. cared about their needs or their safety or anything. And before, like, we hit the record button, I was telling you, like, my mum actually did leave my my dad wasn't that bad when she left him the first time when I was about like eighteen months. But the house I lived in, where my granddad was a massive alcoholic, I saw him hit my grandma. Um, she did not feel safe. She didn't feel safe pregnant with me. And I still struggle with that unsafety within my body right yeah. today. Like that is complicating my journey to become a mom because I can feel it in my body. That's how strong it is. And when she went to her house and her parents are beautiful, lovely people. Um, but her dad said, No, you have to go back. And can you imagine I just you know that yeah. would never happen now but in the the old the old days that was so common that they would yeah. be back to an abusive situation and then we have the situation now in 2023 where we're the grown-up children of those abused women yeah. and we are then until we if, unless we break the pattern we're about to go into another abusive relationship and that's yeah. how it repeats right so yeah. it's such, it takes such bravery to go I'm going to do something about this, which is why the minute that that lady said that to you, for you to then go on the journey of, I'm going to figure this out. Cause I can't imagine that was easy for you to do all of that and then end the marriage too. Yeah, it was, it was really hard, but do you know, 
I was meditating a few weeks ago and I went back to the situation of me asking my ex-husband to leave. And in that meditation state, I saw my grandma, my dad's mum, and all the women before that generation, because we're talking about generational trauma, all these women just standing behind me, supporting me, and applauding me for making this happen, because none of them were ever, yes. ever able to do it. Yes. And I'd never seen it until that day in the meditation. I was like, wow, these women had my back. They're not here, but energetically they had my, you know, yeah. they had my back. And I think that's what's carried me through the whole process is their energetic support and also the strength in me. I believe we've all been given the strength to face our traumas. We've all been sent down, you know, to evolve a different level. We just have to find that strength and then you're able to do it. Yes. It was hard, but it didn't feel hard, if that makes sense. Like I, my soul knew you've got to do this. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar for me as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, I was saying my my crown started to tingle loads as well when you said that because I always think of like, um, you know, my grandmothers and their stories and my mum and her story and all of the women before that that were never had choice, never had power, and for yeah. me to be like standing in mine and to end that as well like I chose my husband he's not the same as any of that and um to teach people like you're teaching people how to take back their power yeah and that's something you know whenever I hear like a story from a client and you know like I do it when I'm in a bad place we go into our victim and we're like but this person did this and this person did this and oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and what does that do it takes our power but when we actually go no you know what I'm a grown-up I can I have power I have control I have choice I can change my situation I am not that powerless child anymore so that's when we're working with that inner child part and our inner teen or the 20 year old or whoever's been with the trauma we give, get to give them their power back, which, you know, yeah. is absolutely life-changing. And I totally agree with you when you say, you know, about our soul, like that we picked our parents for this yeah. traumatic journey um, so yeah. that we could do what we came to on the planet, right? So that's why, I, that's how I make peace with it anyway. Um, yeah. And it sounds like that's how you're like, this is what I'm here for anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, and my soul was given to me to then help me evolve even further with you know the triggers she's presented to me so I truly believe my you know my daughter was the soul like she knew this was going to happen because she made the whole journey of the separation the divorce everything it was she was the perfect child through it all and I was like she knew and I say to her as well I'm like your heart knew that you know because I said to her your heart your soul lives in your heart I'm like your heart knew that this was going to happen so you know there's more to come from this. Yeah. And how is it with her? Because I think you're. this is a great example, right? So where you are in this situation with your ex-husband um, and you have a baby and then you're going to break the pattern and choose to walk a road of, you know, breaking up single parent, um, that kind of thing. Like how has that all been for you? And how was that process for you to like, go on that journey and you know because I can't imagine that was easy no initially it was really hard um she was one and a half when I you know like realized my marriage was not where it was never where it was meant to be but when she was a year and a half it was probably the worst it'd ever been and then she was two just after she turned two I'd ask my ex-husband to leave and it was hard because I'd lost a husband then there's this child and he wants to come in and out and see this child and maybe take away for an hour or two and where my inner child was never safe and she was never she never felt safe it was well you can't take this child away you know I can't trust you with her Mm. so you're going to look after her but even before that you know when she was born I would not let anyone near her because it was you can't protect and look after my child like I can that's a lot of responsibility on you yeah, but it was also that inner child of mine who was, no one ever kept you safe. Mm. So you're going to keep this kid safe. And I was very attached to my daughter. So then when the separation happened, it was really hard for me. 
But luckily, my, you know, my therapist held my hand through it. We worked through it, connecting more with my inner child and understanding. With my ex-husband, there was a lot of anger there for me. So our relationship wasn't great initially. Um, and, you know, he he had his own problems and that was playing into the whole separation. But as I've worked on myself now, like I've said to my ex-husband multiple times, you know, I'm so grateful for the man you were and the way you showed up. Because if it wasn't for you, I would never have left you, found the journey of finding myself, healing myself, understanding my inner child. And I wouldn't be a mom I am to my child today. I would have passed her the bag, basically, mm. if I was still with him. But now my parenting is completely different. You know, I'm very authentic in the way I bring her up or I try to be. You know, no one's perfect. So I, I do make my mistakes. I do snap. I do shout. But we'll talk about it. We'll reconnect again. And, you know, I find the connection with her every time. But also with her dad, I've, you know, I did a post on my page a couple of weeks ago when I did the Martini method. I did a workshop and I worked on him and her, their relationship, because it bothered me. And I found a balance between it. And it, I think as I'm growing and evolving, my relationship with him is changing and I'm more understanding of him as a person why he is the way he is because I now see why he is the man he is and you know and he's a lovely father he shows up for my daughter he's always there and I think I need to look you look at that and appreciate that and not what he's done to me because mm. that's got nothing to do with my child mm. um, you know I want him to have a relationship with that I want him to be in her life yeah yeah so and also him, he can evolve and grow and change past your relationship which I'm sure he is I'm I mean I'm sure that he maybe didn't say how it had grown and is changed him but it would have done right from you know being like being able to get away with treating a woman like that which I'm sure he's been taught I'm sure he's been seeing that his whole life it's very very normal and for someone to say no actually you can't do that anymore you know yeah we have that opportunity he might not be saying oh thanks for that or anything but you know we have that opportunity to sort of go within and start to make some changes and that's the thing as well when we make choices to empower ourselves and step away from relationships that are toxic for us they might be upset or hurt because you know they're they're traumatized too and they may react in a way that's quite scary or doesn't feel safe but it's not our journey to do the work for them they have to do it themselves but it's almost an opportunity because when you're in it together you're in that toxic relationship together they don't have to get better because you're just doing all the legwork for them there's a book I've got um, and it's called about overfunctioning. and those of us that are more codependent and you know, the helpers and all that, we we tend to over-function in our relationships. And that means that the other person never has to get better. But if yeah. you step away from them, then they have the opportunity to heal and grow. You know, it might look different to us, but it sounds like maybe that's kind of even what's been happening within him. Yeah, he actually called me in May, so five years later, and he, he apologised. And, you know, I, he's like, I've been doing some reflecting and I'm sorry and I understood that I shouldn't, I wasn't the right husband for you and all, you know, I think he'd sat with himself and he realized Mm. that changed the dynamic of our relationship again because where there's always been me going thank you thank you thank you and he's reflected and he's gone oh I understand I had some part in this yeah it sort of brought us at a level we're not quite there yet I think he's still a bit angry with me um for whatever reason but I'm just full of love and I'm like you know he's allowed to be angry I always I always like tap on it's safe for people to be angry with me it's safe for people disappointed with me it's safe yeah. if I upset other people because it, it is safe like people are entitled to their negative emotions he's entitled to his hurt his pain I think when you're like that person that was smiling and was fixing everybody else's pain yeah. it's uncomfortable sometimes when they're feeling like that but it's totally okay it's totally yeah. totally safe yeah. and for everybody listening just totally just say that to yourself because let your body know and your inner child know that you're allowed to do that like I've had to step away from relationships that I realized were bad for me and the other person did not get it um and I didn't always feel safe enough to express that as well and um I found that really really hard because I don't like upsetting or hurting people yeah but at the end of the day a bit like what my inner child told me last week you know it's about honoring yourself your own needs and your especially your safety because when you are unsafe that wears and tears your body 
over yeah. time and your spirit and your mind and your energy and gives you anxiety and all of these things so it's really important to honor like and tune into your body and be like does this person feel safe because I don't know if you did any of this work with your um therapist or if you do this with your clients I do this with my clients because it really worked really well on me I'm like I'd really like you to think about what was terrible and didn't feel safe about your parents or the people that you grew up with and write write a whole list of those and write a whole list of the things that like really really feel good and then I want you to think about the people that you're spending loads and loads of time with them and score them against those red flags and so many of those red flags you know before I started the work I didn't realize I was gravitating to the people that actually yeah Yeah. if you're normal yeah 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 yeah. you know so you're going to attract it yeah whereas the nicest man could ask me out and I'd be like bored by him yeah yeah, I've been in situations like that. You know, there'd be decent men who'd show up and I'd be like, oh, God, no. And then the most unhealthiest man would show up and they'd be like, yep, you're the one. And yeah, yeah. You know, I reflect yeah. now and I'm like, oh, God, only if I'd agreed to X, Y, and Z, my life would have been different. But then again, I had to go through the experiences. To you be wouldn't, like, you yeah. probably would have cheated on that person. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It would have happened the other way around. Because then you become the abuser or something. Like, um, I know, I, I, I like, I've chased a man that was like really unavailable with his little crumb of love and then he totally decided to be with me and then I was like meh I'm not really this anymore yeah and like I had to do some serious inner work to be able to receive healthy love like it was yeah. a journey because it di- and that's what I realized that receiving felt so unsafe for me so receiving love not just romantic love receiving money for my services receiving a nice house and all of these things felt really really unsafe because I was so used yeah. to not having any of those th- things and not feeling worthy and that again is all that work that we do with the inner child to be able to expand our capacity for more because that's the other thing we're so used to not having it yeah yeah or if you have it you have it because there's a, there's a give and take you need to risk you know you need to give something back and it's like well actually no you're worthy of just king and you don't need to give anything back for this. No. Um, exactly. but, Just like you do all yeah. the time, right? Naturally as a person. And I, I, I found that really uncomfortable. And then we, when I work with clients, when we're like transforming their trauma so they can receive love or receive, you know, whatever it is that they want, um, that is the hardest thing is the allowing themselves to receive it and also to step into the identity of the person that believes they're worthy of those things. And so it just shows like how damaging that beginning yeah. part of life because it's something that you grapple with as the more and more that you evolve. And when you, um, as you do work with like conscious pairing, like how do you see um, like some of, the parents lack of self-worth and how that goes into the child and how the child then shows up in the world I think more importantly it's a lot of parents don't realize that they need to do work on themselves Mm. so even before the self-worth comes in it's you know they'll come and they're like my child's got a problem can you fix my child and it's like well actually I don't fix the child I work with you and your inner child because if you're showing up differently your child is automatically going to show up differently. Mm. Um, and then as you know, the ones that do take up the offer, we work through it. It's the connections they make with the behaviors between the, the child, what the child is displaying, and then what the inner child is displaying is just crazy. It's, you know, they're like, my inner child feels that, but then my child is doing that. I'm like, yes, because your child can feel your inner child and your child is then confused as to what I'm doing. So they're acting it out. Mm. But then it's the same with self-worth. But I think a lot of parents don't even know what self-worth is, so they don't see that in their child. No, 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 of course not. So no. it's, let's control this little person and let's make them what we've been made into. Yeah. It's passing them the bag, basically. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's so heartbreaking as well. Like I've, you can't, I don't mean to be judgmental. It's just, it's just that when I, when you're on that journey of undoing the crap that you've got, gone through and then you see um that exact thing that you can just see the parents doing the same to the child because they don't know right and because their traumas and what they've been weren't so bad that they were like we didn't really have a choice but like um yeah it's just sad to see because you know 
kids don't actually want all the money in the world or you know great holidays or all of they think they just really want to just connect with you and they just want to play with you that that's genuinely that all our inner child ever wanted was our parents love and that connection and that safety and um this world that's built on we need all this stuff um that's not really true no it's definitely not it's it's all about connection like you said but also it's you know interesting because if you're going if you're living in a traumatic family in a traumatic situation no matter what you know I studied this in psychology when I was at university no matter what the situation is and how bad it is in that house the child will always want the parents will always want the mother even though the mother or the father is abusing them the Mm. child always wants that and it's like okay so there is this strong connection between parent and child but if you can flip that abuse to love and connection imagine what the child is going to get you know instead of getting the violence or the negativity you're giving them the opposite it changes and transforms the child Mm. and I think it's helping parents understand that you know not I'm not saying parents abuse their children or whatever but it's acknowledging this is my child and you know I need to be there present with them and connect with them Mm. the child is going to get so much more from that as opposed to you not being there connecting with them Mm. and you know like when my daughter was born when I started my healing journey I lived my childhood with my daughter my inner child would play with my daughter Oh, my inner child and my she looked like you friends. as well I'd she like to think she does <laughs> <laughs> because I I'm think that's really, yeah I'm, well, I mean I always say that to I'm like just imagine that they're playing together and what you do for her you do for both of them yeah. that yeah. your inner child is your second child yeah well no your first child your inner child, your first child. child. of course yeah of course yeah. Your then child. your other child your other children are number two three four whatever how many of the children you've got I'm going to say that to my inner child by the way so she's your first child yeah 100 yeah. percent. and you know also say to her you know you and your child will be best friends because that's what my inner child and my daughter were you know I could sit there for hours I can't do it anymore and play dolls literally first lockdown all we did was play because it was furloughed didn't have to do anything we just played and my inner child was the happiest for the first time in her life because she was allowed to explore and play and be silly yeah yeah do what she wanted yeah so today actually I've um because like I've been getting this little call from her and I haven't been following it so I ordered like myself a paint by numbers kit and I was going to play like this album I remember loving when I was like seven I was like I'm going to put that on I'm going to do some painting and I promise I'm I I am here for you like I'm gonna and I've just started like a little journal where I'm writing to this my spirit babies but I'm writing to the inner child as well to like all of them about like how I am you know how they're important to me and like bringing that more to front of mind because like I said the protective parts in with me are st- was are stopping me on my motherhood journey and yeah. I've that connection so I love that I'm going to use all of that that you've just shared yeah, but do, do you know what else you can do is like let's say you're driving or you're out on a walk and you see something amazing you can pop your inner child up straight away and be like hey look at that tree isn't it beautiful look at that flower isn't it beautiful and you can be really present with them yeah uh, you're you can be out and about and you know there's times where I'm doing something and my daughter likes spotting yellow cars I don't know why and we say duck every time we see a yellow car oh. so when I'm alone me and my inner child are spotting yellow cars and saying duck every time we see them I'm like duck 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 goose now because we've counted enough but it's some things like that where she's coming up and she's still connecting when my daughter's not there mm. uh, how about um have you done much work um something that I've been exploring more lately and I've been doing more with my clients as well is like the other parts of us like the inner teen for example which is a bit more the teenagers a bit more wounded you know a bit more aware. yeah I haven't done teenagers I'm literally working on the younger ones oh yeah so just um for anybody that's listening so the exact same principle that we do with the inner child doing it with your teenage self like I had um an image of a I was working with someone like I'm doing a bit of um integral family systems at the moment on myself and we were looking at like the protective parts and I have different protective parts I have like the rebel I have the overly ambitious one that's trying to please dad I've got the one that found alcohol I've got the one that found boys you know like all these different mm. ones and um so I was really exploring the one that's like more sabotage of my health and 
again, very similar to what you're saying, but just having the conversation with the teenager that was about, I don't know, 13, 14. And um, what did she tell me? She said, uh, again, it was very similar to the inner child, but, you know, nobody listened to to my pain, so I just found other ways to push it away. And it's just, yeah, it's really interesting. when, you, Like that same principle we can use for any of our pain from our life, and it works like yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to look into that. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. I bet she's been through a lot, you're in a teen, so she could really do with it. Well, I think because I did 0 to 18, I've sort of covered it all, but I've never looked at it as though the teen years, I've just looked, I've labeled it the inner child. Yeah. Um, but maybe breaking it down is a good idea, like it's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so much of our pain and stuff obviously comes from that developmental time, right? Yeah. So important. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, just as you move forward on your journey, like, and this is again with everybody listening, when we start to evolve and we start to change, those little wounds, different, different wounds are getting activated and, yeah. um, and then they're being brought up and like, last year when I went full-time with my business so I wasn't working in the corporate world anymore we were having like I wasn't earning money and you know it was different parts of me that were being activated and some of them were more of the you know that teenage self because she was much more aware of my parents situation with money Mm. and things like that and that was getting activated so it's just it's great it's just like there's so many ways to get to know yourself better, isn't there? I just love them. Yeah. All these tools, they're so incredible. Yeah. And the work is never done. You know, you're no, always, something ends. will always come up. Yeah. Yeah, it never, ever ends. And do you find when you're working with clients, actually, how healing that can be even for yourself? Because yeah. sometimes it's your story is reflected back to you. I always find that really, really interesting. Yeah, 100%. Or they'll say something and you're like, oh, why did that bother me? Or why did I get a niggle? And then you obviously have to go sit and work with it. Yeah. But I think as you do the work more and you connect with your inner child more, it's easier to then not sit in it. It's easier to heal it, understand it and move on mm-hmm. as opposed to getting trapped in that space. Yeah. Because um, it's also easy to sit in that space, right? But I think the more you do it, the quicker it is to go, I know exactly what you need right now. I'm going to give it to you. And then we're fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you soothe the ache rather than, um, what can happen is you it feels so unsafe. You your nervous system gets triggered, so you you don't go into your brain where you're like, oh, what do I need? What do I feel? Yeah. And then you go into all of your old kind of programming to keep yourself safe, whatever that is, or or new, like you know whether it's like having a cake or watching TV, just to be able to take yourself away from the pain. But yeah. whenever you like move through it, um there's just real amazing little nuggets that come from it. Like, I mean, I had a lot of this last week, which is was very unwell and I had lots of things coming up for me and it was just sitting with it was when I started to realize something about my inner child or realize something about my teenage self or realize about what the outside experiences, what they were bringing up within me and yeah. how I can resolve through that. And then that allowed me to have more power in those situations, which was so cool as well. Yeah. And catching it in reflection is the biggest key. I think the the when you start catching it, you know you're on that road, you're on that path. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even if you catch it and you don't know what to do with it initially, just be proud of yourself for catching it. Yeah. Um, you know, because some people don't, like I never realised it when I was, my inner child was getting triggered. Mm. Um, so anyone who's going oh that's my inner child you know congratulate yourself but actually acknowledging that there is that little part of you inside yeah yeah totally and Um, equally as well when sometimes things have you know when things are um the stress will just be quick so you almost like it's very hard to catch it but then if you sit back in reflection you can kind of go okay so what was going on like what happened what can I learn from this what do I need to like do like weirdly like I realized something about like my meal times <laughs> I was like oh I think we need to have like an earlier meal time because that might help with that and like just reflecting on yourself and how it affects yeah. your energy your mindset people you know h- how you do your work and um, when I started this journey when I was working in the corporate world that is what made me realize that that it wasn't right for me anymore it was actually connecting within yeah 
and yeah. you know, her just going, this is really boring. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, I did a whole career to please my dad, so it was really time I left it. But, you know, it's just, a, yeah. just love it. It's such a such a powerful thing. And I think it the, the minute that you start doing it, you do start to get results from connecting, right? 100%. Yeah, you, you see shifts happening immediately, but it's not even shifts that you need to go and talk about you feel it within you because it's like taking an armor down you know piece by piece you can't take it off all in one go you might take off a little button but you feel that weight of that little button coming off you yes um and you just eventually at some point become free yeah um, and the armor's down but the triggers will always come but the armor doesn't go back on then when you understand how to connect back to yourself yeah yeah, and I think as well, and that's what, as you're learning to have more love and more compassion for yourself, you yeah. then learn to have it for other people. So that's why you're even more or less activated by them because you can see through the lens of which they are behaving, you know, a bit like how you're talking about with your ex-husband, that yeah. you can start to see like how it's happening. Like I have like a, a silly thing that happened with my husband when I told him that I was going to keep talking about it in the podcast. But I remember we were on holiday and I was like dressing up and I was like, do I look nice? Do I? It was totally waiting a child, right? Do I look nice? And um, he got really activated by this because he was just like, I don't like to be pushed for compliments. This is one of his own things from the past. But it was really funny. Like I could feel my body, like my heart racing and I was yeah. getting like we're quite good at like taking a moment. So I took a moment and I was like, okay, so my inner child just doesn't feel like seen or good enough. So I can totally give that to her. Um, and I always express what, what I need to him. So I'll be like, I would just like if you could do that sometimes. And he's he, you know, was activated and you could see that he actually just turned into a little boy. And yeah. it was like, um, you know, this is about something else for him. So, like, it was just, and then I could just smile and be like, okay, well, that's fine, you know. But one day that would be nice, just saying, you know, and just yeah. love back. And it's and that that's like that repair, right? So, like, if you with your daughter and you do something imperfectly in the moment, or she triggers something yeah. within you, but then you can go back and repair and show each other love. And it's, yeah. such a- and it's so important, yeah. And also, you know, I work with parents, but also their relate comes into it. Your children see, like yes. you said, you know, you saw your parents. I saw my parents, and they see the repair happening. They see the communication changing. They see the shift. Mm. It shifts them straight away as well because they're like, "Oh, mom and dad just apologized, or mom and dad just took a minute instead of shouting at each other." Something's changing, and then you're laying a different example for them, a different path for them. To you're not telling them. It's a guidance, isn't it? Well, this is what you can do if you're in conflict. Yeah. Or, you know, or, you know, sometimes oh, my daughter used to love saying this to me when I first started the work. She'd be like, mommy, did your inner child need you right now? Do you need to go give yourself some love? And I was like, okay, my five-year-old is telling me to go reflect. And I'd be like, do you know what? Yeah, she does feel a bit hurt right now. She does feel a bit un- unseen. I'll go give her some love right now and then I'll come back. But it's not saying you've got to give it to me yes uh, I need to give it to myself but then that teaches her well actually I need to love myself and acknowledge myself yeah I mean how many times like my mum like says this that she had me because she just wanted to be loved and I'm like oh that's yeah. just literally my whole life of wanting yeah. to show her love and um but that was never my job that's her own job and and yeah. that's the thing isn't it as well like we sometimes we are having the having children to feel something within us and yeah. then we're getting angry and disappointed because they're just kids and they're just human beings with their own paths and they're not but it's not their responsibility and if yeah. you but if you do that long enough with them that programming will click in their mind and that will become who they are yeah yeah and it's so important you know they, they learn from you yes and yeah, totally. I say if you put your bags down it, the whole dynamic changes you're changing the future generations yeah uh, yeah totally going, well, you're I'm showing them what's you. healthy and you're breaking the toxic patterns that you've seen from happening like you are so fully self-aware I'm sure that you're thinking of all the things in which that you're consciously aware of that will affect your child and that's so different because our parents were kind of parenting in the dark 
and yeah. um and it's such an incredible gift to give the small people, especially like our our brains are insane what they're absorbing. Like from that yeah. young developmental age, like the what they're absorbing through those years. Like a kid, I I hadn't seen one of my friends boys, like because of lockdown, and he just is now over seven, and mm. he's conscious now. So he's just yeah. the way that he talks and the way he acts is so different to the one that was below seven, it it kind yeah. of blew my mind. Like he was really sent, like he just was so different. And I kind of love the younger version of him. And you know, like how younger kids just say whatever the fuck they yeah. want. They just got all that sass and it's like, oh, that's such a shame. Look, society did that to you. <laughs> so you, know, yeah. you learn to conform. And yeah. I think like we should do another whole episode on like your thoughts on like school systems and how are that? I'm going to say just now. <laughs> Like that's the um, whole thing that I really would love to talk to. Completely different, yeah. But, you know, a simple one with that is my daughter will come home and she'll be like, school said this. I'm like, and what do you think mummy's thoughts on that? She's like, I know you don't agree. I'm like, brilliant. So you know that I'm not going to go with the school said and you don't have to follow it. But obviously, to some extent, you have to because you're in the school. But I don't want you to take that as a core definite. I need to be this way because I don't agree with that. Yeah, and that's that's incredible in itself getting your daughter at a young age to question what she yeah. was being taught because we didn't do that and then we thought yeah. that was all very normal so yeah. when we like people like you know as an adult systems that we saw being displayed in school like for example things like racism or you know we thought that was really really normal so then when we're in working environments we allow these things to happen to us because we just don't have that awareness so actually being empowered to question what people are saying because you don't you can choose what is the content that you're allowed to hit your brain yeah yeah it. so when I have my kids I'll come to you and you can help me be yeah. a parent <laughs> you're already there because you started the work yes um and you know I think that's the beauty of it that you're doing it before you have children because you will pass on something different to them while they're in your tummy yeah also once they're born it's you're a completely different parent so it's amazing yeah. that you've done it beforehand. Well, I think the the thing that I'm realizing is what makes it hard because I've done it beforehand is I stop myself in perfection. You know, like yeah. almost like because no, like you say, none of us are ever going to be all healed. I've still got things, yeah. And um, so that is the tug of war within right now for me, which is what I'm working through because. Um, like that that's okay and I think that's the thing is I do know so much about it so it's almost like you know that kind of internal struggle so it's something different than maybe what other people have experienced but that's all part of being a parent because I can't as you know you've done so much work on yourself but you can't create this perfect existence for them so it's something that I'm working through right now but it's been a, a real challenge in that sense but yeah I feel you know later in life having babies and stuff is is a different experience anyway so as in yeah you're just you've been through experiences and I've seen other people parent and I've seen what I you know agree with what I don't and um yeah, yeah and that's just my journey but that's just because that's who my babies were meant to come into this world as yeah with these t- two parents you know uh, if for anybody that's listening that's like oh I wish I had done that but your kids were exact went to be born at that exact time with those yeah. exact experiences for what they're so also you know as healed as you might be and as evolved as you might be your children have their own journey and their own path to come yeah. and take on this earth so you might be this evolved soul and then your child might be different to you but the importance is you then them for being different and you accept them for being different yeah. And you're there to hold their hand through it and not go, no, you've got to be exactly like me. It's like, well, no, okay, let's have this open, connected relationship. Yeah. I am here whenever you need me. And I will hold your hand through this journey because you've chosen me to be your parent and I've chosen you to be my child. Mm. And you walk together. So you, no matter how much work you do, like this is what I see with my daughter, you know, as much as I'm working on my she's got her own things that come up and I'm like, Oh, I don't agree with that. And, you know, I'll say things to her. Then it's her choice, what she takes on. Her dad gives her something completely different to what I'm giving her. It's then her choice on which path she takes. But I'm always there open waiting to guide her if she ever needs my help. So I think, yeah, it's understanding we're not perfect. They might come down and be completely different people. Yeah. But if you're healed and you're connected with your inner child, 
you're still going to show up differently for them as opposed to someone who's being triggered constantly yeah yeah because you're able to be present with their feelings and their different yeah. phases and you're not trying to turn them into something that you want you're just you're there for the, you're rolling with it like with the journey yeah. of parenthood because it I'm guessing it is a journey it has it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure to have you I feel like we probably should do another one of these because it's been fab um so tell me how or tell everybody that's listening how they can find you how you work with people what you've got coming up anything like that so at the moment, I've only got Instagram. Um, on Instagram, I'm the mindful parenting coach. Yeah. Um, you can send me. Yeah, you can send me a DM. Um, I can contact you, give you my email address. It's probably too long to give the email address on here, but you can maybe put it down at the bottom. I'll send it to you. Um, and I'm working, like I said, with parents, helping them connect with their inner child, understanding themselves, so they're more present and connected with their children. Anyone who's been through any abuse you know growing up sexual physical violent emotional I'm here to help you I understand the journey um the process and you know it's not I've had a dot or I've had the extreme the other end you take like you said you take the you know whatever comes it you don't know what you're going to take away from it so I am here to support anyone that's been through it. And I understand the journey. I really do. Yeah, you really do. And also, I think for anybody listening as well, like um, this inner child work is such a, a beautiful thing, but it's such an intricate thing as well. And it's all about safety. So I always say to people to pick somebody that feels really safe to them and their nervous system. So yeah. if like, Erman's that person, reach out for her because, you know, like I, I, it might not be me or it might be somebody else, but it's really important that you pick who feels right and who feels safe to you because together you're able to, like that co-regulation with working with a coach, a mentor um, yeah. can really shift these things because we can feel a little bit too scared to go into the inner child world on our own. So yeah. having a bit of handholding can be so helpful. So thank you so yeah. much for sharing your story and your incredible gifts with us. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been it's been really great. Thank you. Thank you.